Moncrief on News Talk. Now, political rallies in the US play songs uh, to warm up the crowd. And Johnny Marr, the former guitarist with the Smiths, was less than pleased to discover that a Smith song was used at a Donald Trump rally in South Dakota last year and reportedly has been used several times since. But can he actually stop the use of the song? Danny McElhenney is a music journalist with the Irish Mail on Sunday. Danny, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon to you, Sean. Uh, so in this particular instance, what's the song that, that's being used? The song that the Trump campaign used was one called Please, 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 Let Me Get What I Want. And it's a slow, short ballad, and which Johnny Marr actually called his Irish song. You know, obviously all the Smiths have strong Irish roots. Mm. And if you listen to the waltz melody of it, it would remind you of an Irish ballad. But the song in its entirety was played at the rally in South Dakota, as you mentioned. And Johnny is not happy. Johnny is an avowed liberal and quite left-wing and very anti-Trump. I think he just just didn't like it being used. Now, the thing about it, Sean, is I'm not sure legally if he has got a foot to stand on or a leg to stand on, either in Britain or in America, where it was played. Right. Okay, that's a difficult... Now, as far as I know, Morrissey hasn't made any comment on this, but probably he'd be less bothered. Um, people are saying that because Morrissey is perceived as right wing because of his support for the Brexit campaign and certain songs of his have been perceived as being anti-immigrant. But I did a little bit of research and saw uh, Morrissey with two of his band members wearing T-shirts saying Never Trump. Now, if you know anything about Morrissey, Morrissey it does tend to control everything about him visually, everything about him orally. And there was no way that he would be seen pictured with two members of his band wearing T-shirts like that if he didn't feel the same way. So I don't think people are going to see Morrissey leap into Donald Trump's defence over this. I'd be very surprised if he did. All right. OK, well, that's uh, uh, that's an interesting... Um, uh, wasn't aware of that. He kind of automatically assumed as the way people do. Uh, now, the, the, as, as you said, uh, Johnny Marr, Johnny Marr, because uh, Johnny Marr in, in, in his tweet did say he was going to, you know, shut this down... Uh, um, why, ca- why can't he shut it down? Well, it unless he's in for a big legal case and there is no de- there's no guarantee that he would win, um, the best thing Johnny Marr can do is keep on doing what he's doing and saying, I disagree with this, this is not me, um, this is not okay, which is what he's been doing, because the precedent for this would be Neil Young. Uh, Neil Young's song, Rock on the Free World, was used by Donald Trump, first of all, in 2016, and Neil Young, as an avowed liberal, objected to this and said very strongly he didn't want it to be used. And the Trump campaign stopped using it. But then they started using it again for the 2020 campaign. And this time, Neil Young took a case in the New York court to stop the Trump campaign using Rocket in the Free World. And basically, uh, legally, there's no reason that it can't because he played that at rallies in, an arena, in arenas and arenas have public performance licenses. So every country in the world, in Ireland, it's IMRO, in America, it's ASCAP, have issued licenses for the public performance of music. Now, that can be your coffee shop or it can be an arena for a Trump rally. Mm. And unless you specifically sign uh, something into your contract with your publisher saying, listen, I don't want this particular song used in, in a political realm, then there's nothing you can do about it. And Neil Young dropped the case in 2020 against the Trump campaign using his song. 
Right. And he, he, but did he try to reactivate the case again? No, as I say, it was it was December 2020 when he brought the case because he asked Trump to stop using it in 2016 at the end All of the, right. that campaign when Trump got elected. Obviously, he didn't need to use it. He started using it again in 2020. Trump, or excuse me, Neil Young objected. This time took it to court, but Neil Young dismissed his own case with prejudice, as they say, which means he wouldn't bring it again. Okay, all right, because obviously he was getting legal advice that it's just just not possible. I suppose it's like a musician saying, I don't want, you know, my song played in that particular branch of Tesco or something. Uh, You know, you can't be that specific about it. No, you can't really, because... uh, in this, say in this country, it's Emerald. In America, it's ASCAP. In Britain, it's BMI. You, um, when you're an artist, sign with your publisher, and the publisher and your management signs a deal that, like, say, if you went to anything, a hairdresser's, a supermarket, and you hear music from, you know, it's it's there twenty four seven. The the artist then would get a, a small stipend or a small payment or maybe a large payment at the end of the year, divvied out from that uh, share of the public performance royalties. Mm. Now, unless you specifically say, I don't want my song used in Tesco or I don't want my song used in a political rally, um, there's nothing you can do about it. And very few artists do. You don't, when you're signing a publishing deal, maybe at 23 or 24, 19 years of age, you're not going to go, oh, by the way, when I'm huge in my 40s or my 50s or my 70s and Neil Young, you cannot use Rockin' in the Free World. Nobody has that foresight. Yes. You know, it, it's just not something that is done. There is, There are certain laws in place in America that prevent certain usage. Like There's a thing called the Lanham Act, and it's very complicated. And what it means is that someone um, can't use, the, 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 you couldn't use the band name or in any way specifically say that the artist in question is, um, you know, endorsing you. Mm. And what the Lanham Act comes into th- the difference between satire and parody. If you're going to use a song that parodies the artist or parodies the artist's work, you can use it. Like there was a there was a song or a, um, a excuse me, a politician in America called Charles DeVore, and he used three Don Henley songs. And he, the, the Don Henley song, "The Hope of November," or the, the "The Boys of Summer," was changed to "The Hope of November," and the judge ruled that it wasn't parody; it was satire, which meant that he couldn't use the Lanham Act to say I can use the song. So, in other words, go right back to Johnny Marr. If he goes right back down, the, goes, decides to go down the legal road, he is in for a legal quagmire and minefield trying to prevent usage. It's best to turn around and speak out and say. I don't want this used. And every time it's used, I don't agree with this. That's the best way to do it. Yeah. Down the legal route, expensive and complicated. Yeah. Though at the same time, I mean, if you go to a Donald Trump rally and you hear a Smith song, and if you know who the Smiths are, which might be unlikely among Donald Trump supporters, that, that you'd, you'd, you'd infer that they support Donald Trump at the same time. Absolutely. And yeah. that, is, that is why artists are so exercised about it. I mean, I would think the same thing before... You know, you know, you would think, well, why has the campaign picked that song? Oh, it must mean that Neil Young um, likes Donald Trump, or it must mean that the Smiths, unlikely as might seem, in some way support Donald Trump. But as you pointed out earlier on, given Morrissey's, you know, statements in recent years, you might well think mm. that Morrissey is supporting Donald Trump. Now, as I say, in the little bit of research that I found. It doesn't appear that he does. John Lydon, on the other hand, does. So if he wants to use a Sex Pistols song or a Public Image Limited song in the campaign, I don't think John Lydon will be objecting. (laughs) 
I'd actually, use, I would well, enjoy seeing rise. footage of that. <laughs> yes, you could use, you know, this is not a love song or rise or uh, I don't know, God Save the Queen. And yeah. John Lane, and we're going, I really like that. It's actually good. Have yeah. me some money, Donald. Uh, uh, the, now, the thing is, I mean, you mentioned uh, obviously the Neil Young situation. Uh, this has happened loads of times with various artists, and uh, even as far back as. as Bruce Springsteen and Born in the USA, which was, in my opinion, a song just dying to be misinterpreted anyway. You're absolutely right. And it was the Reagan campaign used it because, I mean, that was the height of when Bruce Springsteen went from being a very popular, credible artist to being a stadium-sized act with the Born in the USA album. And in 1984, when the song was released, the Reagan campaign started using it. And it's a real tub-thumping song. You know, it sounds like it's a song that you go, oh, yeah, rah, rah, America. Mm. But it's actually a, a sad story about like what happens to Vietnam veterans when they come home and what did happen. And Trump, or excuse me, Bruce Springsteen would have known loads of those. And he objected. But the difference that time, this is way before social media, and obviously, and Bruce Springsteen had to be very, very careful because a lot of people who liked Bruce Springsteen liked Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan was nowhere near as divisive a character as Trump. A lot of blue-collar people in America voted for him. You know, the, you know, the whole um, Reagan-Democrat phenomenon mm. of the 80s. And when Bruce Springsteen was saying, yeah, d- 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 he didn't turn around and absolutely lambast Springsteen. He basically pointed out what the song was about and hoped, rather, that they wouldn't use the song. But they did. And yeah. it has been used again and again and again. And, but again, if you listen to the lyrics, it's so obvious pretty quickly that the song is anything but like a tub-thumping you know, quasi-American anthem, it's pointing out that Vietnam veterans then and now, you know, just do not get treated very, very well. They're, they're most of them live in poverty, mm. you know. So that's, but, but, you know, you do have situations where way back in the 60s where Frank Sinatra, who was then a Democrat, he, he would switch over to be Reagan in the 80s, he um, recorded a song supporting John F. Kennedy. I mean, some artists like being um, associated with political um, politi- politicians and campaigns. So in the case of Sinatra, Kennedy, yeah, they approved of that. Yeah. Uh, but mm. but often not. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you could see how like the likes of JFK or maybe Obama, who are kind of more showbiz friendly, for want of a better phrase, might attract that kind of support. But like, have any of them did, uh, did it? Because I know Obama, like they were queuing up to play at his inauguration. But uh, like, uh, did anyone say to Obama, no, don't use my song? I was looking at that and I have not found anyone. As you say, you know, Hollywood Barack and Barack Obama like was very much the kind of the Hollywood president. But no, and, and, and previous to that, you had the Clinton campaign when the Democrats ran in 1990. They used Don't Stop by Fleetwood Mac which they approved of. And indeed, I think the second time Clinton got inaugurated, or his second run, Fleetwood Mac actually reformed to play at his inauguration dance um, and Hmm. played, of course, Don't Stop. But I mean, generally speaking, I think you can kind of cut it like this. Often, um, the more liberal artists, of which there are many, um, you know, if you get get a Newt Gingrich using uh, um, I Have the Tiger, for example, by Survivor. Um, Now, famously, Sylvester Stallone aired slightly to the right, not always, but Eye of the Tiger was owned by the band Survivor and they objected strongly to the Gingrich using it. And if if you happen to to look at many, many artists, not all, but many, many artists, if they air on the liberal side, don't be using their songs, but they do. 
And this is something that I am wondering about with the Trump campaign, about the likes of maybe not so much the Smiths, but Neil Young. They know Neil Young's an avowed liberal. Yeah. Right back from the early 70s. I mean, like Leonard Skinner were singing about him. You know, do you remember in, in the song Sweet Home Alabama, mm. Leonard Skinner said, like, um, I hope Neil Young will remember the Southern man don't need him around anyhow. And like in Birmingham, they, they, they robbed the governor because this right wing governor didn't get in to the governorship in Alabama, where they're originally from. And they were like, Neil Young is known to be liberal. And I would say the Trump campaign, they've used five songs of Neil Young. I would say they're enjoying goading this liberal, you know. Yeah. But, <laughs> but the Smiths, <laughs> Smiths is a pretty obscure song. Yeah. You know, to be, you know, in America, the, the Smiths had a little bit of success in America, slight bit of success in the mid-80s. But it was it was as random as anything to hear, please, please, please get me let me get what I want at a Trump rally. Yeah. You I wonder, know. yeah, I wonder who Trump's director of music is or or whatever who would be in charge of that. Danny, that was fascinating. Thanks a million for talking with us uh, again today. Uh, that was Danny McElhenney there, music journalist with the Irish Mail on Sunday. Moncrief, weekdays at two PM on News Talk.